A-L-P-H-A-M-E-N, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. The entire month of October, we have celebrated Cigar October. Oktoberfest, where we combine cigars, we combine beer, we have had great interviews of giants in the world of beer, we have talked about the state of the beer industry, we have tasted numerous beers, and our tradition here on the Cigar Dave Show is we wrap it up with a giant tasting, and of course, every year it gets bigger and better, and today we have moved the Ford Theater of Operations, Command Center Alpha, to Zydeco Brewworks. Right in the heart of Ybor City, the historic cigar-making area of the Cigar City of Tampa, where Vicente Martinez Ybor brought the cigar industry to a small town of 5,000, a little swamp, and the rest is history. And I say to you, strap in, fellow alphas. We are going to enjoy Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the Alpha. Make America great again, make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Your commanding global five-star general front and center and Alpha male-in-chief. And let me do this in German to make this authentic since we are celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest. Willkommen bei Cigarren Oktoberfest Mega Werkelstung Manover. Translated, welcome to Cigar Oktoberfest Mega Tasting Maneuvers. However, I will not be wearing my lederhosen today. I did that two weeks ago. I only break it out one time per year. And uh, otherwise, you would look at me and say, geez, General, you look like a five-star general pimp with that little green hat and the little feather. So we only do it once. Now, we are going to be sampling a minimum of 18 different beers that I have selected, different styles, different countries, and we've got a very special guest that is joining us, Paul Rutherford, the master brewer here at Zydeco Brewworks, which has been open now just about a year? Um, a little under eight months. Eight months. And uh, J. Paul Pepin, who is from a uh, very interesting beer family of Pepin Distributing here in the Cigar City, the Anheuser-Busch distributor. I've known uh, J. Paul for a long time and uh, always obviously loved beer growing up in beer. And he told me he had this idea he was going to come up with this, this brew pub in uh, Tampa, and he looked at spaces. It took him longer than he thought. He opened it up, and we saw him at our Memorial Day tasting show, or our Memorial Day show that we did from the Bad Monkey, just about a block from here. Big military-themed bar, and he brought some great food, some of his great beer, and he said, you got to come for Cigar Oktoberfest, and here we are, so we thank you for the hospitality. Welcome. Paul, let's talk about, first of all, beer, because beer is probably amongst the world's most popular beverages uh, most widely consumed alcoholic drinks in the world. Third most popular drink overall behind water and tea. Beer is brewed from cereal grains, primarily malted barley, wheat, corn, rice also used. And some interesting history 
of beer that I researched, the earliest archaeological evidence of fermentation consists of 13,000-year-old residues of a beer with a consistency of gruel used by the semi-nomadic Natufians for ritual feasting at the Rockfet Cave in the Carmel Mountains near Haifa, Israel. So we're talking beer goes back 13,000 years. The Egyptians were known uh, to brew beer. In 1516, William IV, the Duke of Bavaria, adopted the Reinkespot. I believe I'm pronouncing Rhein that correctly. Right, say that again. Reinhutskabut. 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 I've got to brush up on my Deutsch. <laughs> Reinhutskabut. Yeah. I've got two German shepherds, so I should be first in German. Reinhutskabut, a purity law. The oldest food quality regulation still in use today, which only allowed ingredients of uh, a beer in Germany, water, hops, and barley malt. And it's still in existence today. And as a master brewer, first of all, tell us, how did you get involved in becoming a master brewer? How, do, uh, how does one say, you know what, I love beer, now I want to brew it? I don't know if I'm a master brewer, but I do brew beer for a living and love it very much. Um, my career kind of started out as a hobby that spiraled out of control into a career. Um, like many people, they, they love yep. being a home brewery, they yep. love beer, and then next thing you know, you're a professional. Yeah, I brewed beer at home for many years. I worked in kitchens since I was 15. Um, decided it was something that I wanted to do full-time. Went to the Siebel Institute of Chicago and their sister school, Domans in Munich. And I worked for 13 years for a company called Iron Hill Brewery in the Philadelphia area. Okay. Um, opened four of their locations before I uh, jumped ship and came to open this place. And how did you uh, hook up with uh, J. Paul Pepin? Um, I was introduced to J. Paul through a close friend of mine, Casey Hughes, the head brewer at Coppertail right down the street. Gotcha. So uh, you made the trek from the Great White North down to the Sunshine State. Mm -hmm. There you go. And I should say the aromas here, this is interesting because it's not just like a, a brewery. You've got incredible food here. Uh, and so you've, you've really married the food aspect with the beer aspect. A very popular place uh, in the short eight months that Zydeco Brew Works has been open. Yeah, so far so good. We have a lot to figure out. We're having fun. There you go. It's all about uh, enjoying the good life and certainly beer. Cigar Oktoberfest, part of the good life. Let's talk about, first of all, uh, beer, the ingredients that we talked about. Basically, there is uh, barley, there is uh, wheat, there is water, there is yeast. Let's talk about making beer, the basic ingredients and the process. Okay. Um, so those are the four main ingredients, as you said. Um, we start with what you call a mash. So you crack open the husks of the barley and the wheat. You soak it in water for a certain amount of time. And what you're doing is you're converting, converting all the starches into sugars. The reason you want to do that is the yeast, which is the life force of the beer, can eat starches, but it can't eat sugars. Okay. Um, which creates alcohol. So after you convert it, you strain all the liquid from the grain into a kettle. You boil it. You add the hops, which are basically the spices of the beer that give you some bitterness to balance all the sweetness and also flavor and aroma. Um, cool it down. You put it into a tank. You add the yeast. The yeast eats the sugars and produces alcohol and CO2. Now, you made it sound very simple, but it's really not that simple because it does take time. Let's talk. There are two primary types of beer. There's lagers and ales. Mm -hmm. What are the differences? Uh, the type of yeast used. Okay. So, yeah, so there's two families of yeast. Yeast is the life force of the beer. It is, you know, it's a living thing. There's yeast for baking, for making spirits, and there's special ones for making bread. Uh, but the two main families are lagers and ales. Uh, lager yeast likes to, to work very uh, cold and slow, and it affects the flavor of the finished beer, very balanced and clean and crisp. Um, ale yeast is a little faster and warmer, and it produces a little bit more of those spices 
and uh, fruity characters and esters and aromas and such. Now, ale takes longer to brew than it does lager, correct? Um, ale, ale ferments quicker than lagers. Lagers I mean, I'm take sorry, the, the opposite. Other way around. Right. Lager yep. takes a long time. That's why we see many people that are home brewers, they do ales, they don't do lagers. Lagers are much more delicate. Okay, lager is what, a top fermenting or bottom fermenting? Uh, that is beer? bottom fermenting. Bottom fermenting, and the ale is the top fermenting. So give us a time difference between ale and lager. Um, for the same beer, same alcohol content, so an average ale will be about two weeks. Uh, the same lager is about four. Now, many people think lager is a milder uh, beer than an ale. Is that correct? Um, in a way, it's, it's more different. It's more clean and crisp. You have less of the fruity, spicy character, esters, and aromas you get with typical ales. And so when we look at most of the big-selling beer, we talk about Budweiser mm -hmm. and Coors and Corona. Those are primarily lagers, correct? Correct. Gotcha. And then the ales, which we have seen really a renaissance on the craft brew side, uh, those have just exploded. Now, we talk about ales. There's uh, some... There's a pale ale, then we see like a, a what, a red ale, and then there's an IPA, mm -hmm. India pale ale. Let's talk about those differences. Um, you know, they're, they're, all the, they're all the same base in a way, you know, same yeast base. A red ale, you're having a lot more of the caramel malt and sweetness. That's going to be your primary flavor and how people associate with that beer. Um, a pale ale and IPAs are really characterized by the use of hops. So hops for bitterness, flavor, and aroma. Now, IPAs, back uh, before there was a refrigeration, weren't the hops, the IPAs, created to preserve the beer? Correct. Uh, in transport, you yep. know, back with the, the uh, British uh, merchants way back? Yep, that's true. It was basically a beer born out of necessity. They, they used the hops as preservatives for the long voyage, um, you know, from England to India. And, um, you know, when all the... When, when all the soldiers got back to England, they wanted their India pale ale. They wanted a stronger, hoppier beer because that's what they had been drinking, and it kind of birthed that style. One of the most popular beers around the world is Guinness, which is what, a stout? Stout. Oh, stout. Yeah. So we've got stout and porters, and everybody looks at those. They're dark, thinking it's going to be super, super uh, strong, and that's not necessarily the case. No, there's less alcohol in Guinness than there is in Budweiser. I did not realize that. So what's the difference between, uh, talk about a stout and a porter. Stout and porters are both ales. They're very similar. Um, I think officially the one thing that makes the difference between the porter and a stout is a stout has roasted barley, a porter doesn't. But they both have the dark malt and the roasty, nutty, coffee, chocolate character to them. And we've got a couple of those uh, porters and stouts in the beers that we'll be sampling. And I'll go over that list in just a moment. Also, another beer that's become very popular, wheat beer. It tends to be a little bit softer mm -hmm. on the palate. Yep. We're seeing more of that. Especially in this climate down here, um, you know, more refreshing, um, softer, um, you know, suited for warm weather drinking. We have seen an explosion the last, got to be 10, 15 years in terms of craft brewing. People, just like cigars, they want the boutique cigars and they want new varieties and new tastes and, uh, and styles. And for many years, it was... Budweiser, it was Coors, it was Miller, it was Paps, some regional beers. And you didn't see people drank their beer. They, were, they stayed towards one brand. Mm -hmm. It was really more of a commodity. And then about 15 years ago, we started to see connoisseurs come in, a different crowd where people said, I want to try things that are different, that are unique. I want something more flavorful, a little bit more complex. And all of a sudden, this craft industry has just exploded. And it's changed the face of the beer industry permanently. Agreed. Um, I think, you know, a lot of industries, craft in general, not just beer. I mean, 
you know, 20 years ago, how many different kinds of coffee could you get? Right, and now you see, you know. Types of bread or, you know, everything. Exactly. And speaking of bread, I'm glad you brought that up. And I should say that uh, we are conducting Cigar Oktoberfest mega-tasting maneuvers from the Zydeco Brewworks in the heart of Ybor City, in the Cigar City of Tampa. Paul Rutherford, Master Brewer, is uh, our guest this entire Cigar Oktoberfest mega-tasting show. Talking about uh, uh, bread and, and some interesting tastes, I found this, which I thought was really interesting. There is... A couple of things. Number one is Planters Peanuts has mm-hmm. unveiled a new beer called Mr. IPA Nut. Hmm. And they've teamed up with a Noon Whistle Brewery to create their first beer brewed with Wakatu and Citra hops. Delivers a citrus aroma and a hint of honey roasted peanuts. I would think they'd probably want to drop the honey roasted peanuts right in the beer. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, and another thing that uh, I saw, that there's actually a company that if I can find it here, that is actually starting to brew beer from used bread. Mm-hmm. So you can really make beer from any grain, correct? Um, or is yes. that kind of an experimental, really way out kind of beer? Um, I think it stems from a, a old Russian beer called Kvass. Well, here it is. It's called, uh, uh, in, it's in Canada. Yep. Uh, and it is a charitable group called Second Harvest. They brewed 500 cases to raise funds and call attention to its food rescue efforts throughout Canada. Hmm. The beer is called Bean Slice, B-E-E-N, so Bean Slice, sold in select stores around Toronto. Uh, and basically, it says the concept of making beer from bread dates back to the origin of beer. And in Europe, which is significantly ahead of North America in their management of food waste, beer brewed from bread is starting to emerge. Hmm. So interesting. They supplied Toronto's Prairie Boy Bakery, supplied 200 pounds of bread up to a week old for the project. Common Good Beer Company handled brewing, chorge, uh, brewing uh, chores. Binnis Slice uses only five ingredients, water, barley, malt, bread, hops, and yeast. It needs the latter because the 200-degree baking process would have killed all the yeast in the bread. So simple science is what they say. And apparently, from what uh, critics are saying, is it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So, again, people are using, they're just being very creative. And you didn't have that creativity in the big, you know, the mega giant beer companies up until really 15 years ago. Yeah, true. So it's really, uh, it's changed dramatically. All right, when we come back, we'll give you a list of the 18 beers that I have selected. Plus, Paul has selected... Uh, three to start. And how many beers do you normally have on tap here? We at have about, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12. 10 to 12. Well, we're going to have to up it from three. We're, you know, we're alpha males here. We can, handle, we can handle more than three. But I'll tell you what, to get things started, Paul, what's the first beer we're going to sample? The first beer we have um, here on the left is the Gold Club Lager. It a is Gold a, Club Lager. Yep. It's a beautiful, deep gold hue to it, dark gold color. All right. It's a traditional um, balanced golden German lager of the Dortmunder style, similar to a German Pilsner, um, a little stronger and not quite as hop forward, more balanced with the malt, clean, easy to drink. All right. We'll say cheers. Take a sip. Very smooth. Definitely has some hoppiness on the back of the palate. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And again, this is called? This is a Gold Club Lager. I like the name of that, Gold Club Lager. There used to be a cigar that was manufactured here in the Cigar City of Tampa that my grandfather, Cigari, used to buy called Gold Label. So I like the Gold Club uh, Lager. Great name. Take one more sip. Mm. IBUs, what, about 30? Yep. International Bitterness Unit. So it goes from, what, zero to, what, 100? 
In theory. In theory. <laughs> so when we talk about like a mild lager, like a Budweiser or a Coors, we're probably looking about 15. 10. 10. Yeah. All right. And this is 30. So you can see it's a lager, but it definitely has, you know, mm -hmm. some more personality on the palate. Fantastic. All right. So we are celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest. Paul Rutherford, Master Brewer of Zydeco Brewworks in the Cigar City of Tampa, is our special guest. 18 beers that I have selected, plus Paul's got, well, probably do another half dozen, maybe more, that he has selected as we conduct Cigar Oktoberfest mega tasting maneuvers today on The Cigar Dave Show. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is an A.J. Fernandez sampler, including the Bellas Artes Toro. This Spanish box press beauty is decadent in flavor and aroma and will spoil your palate with notes of cream, white pepper, cinnamon, and orange peel. Want these cigars shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club. The October 2018 Cigar Dave Officers Club selection featuring the A.J. Fernandez sampler is now in the hands of Officers Club members. Three fantastic cigars from A.J. Fernandez. One of them I will smoke on the National Cigar Litation Ceremony later on in today's show. But let me tell you what our Officers Club members are enjoying and feasting upon this month. First up, the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes. In fact, as I think about it, I'm going to light that cigar up today for litation. It is inspired by the Bellas Artes National Museum of Art in Cuba. As far as I'm concerned, the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes is a work of art in and of itself. It is adorned in A.J. Fernandez's exclusive Rojita Nicaraguan wrapper with magnificent Nicaraguan binder and filler from AJ's Farms down in Nicaragua. Very smooth, delightful notes of cinnamon and cedar. In fact, the AJ Fernandez Bellas Artes will go very nicely with many of the beers that we will be enjoying today for our mega beer tasting maneuvers to end Cigar Oktoberfest. Also, in the October 2018 Officers Club selection, the A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. Full-bodied, full-flavored. Love the Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, Nicaraguan filler combination, superb spiciness, loaded with power but no trace of harshness. Finally, the A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Maduro. Wrapped in a magnificent, oily Mexican San Andrean Moron wrapper, Cigar tastes like an amalgamation of chocolate, light sweetness, creaminess. Those are the three cigars in the October 2018 Cigar Dave Officers Club selection from A.J. Fernandez. If you're not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, go right now to CigarDave.com. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers from Zydeco Brew Works in Ybor City. The general is now ready to be served by bodacious beer maids showing ample amounts of wreckage and stackage. Freshly imported from München for Oktoberfest, 
And in order to be a proper beer maid, they can't be like a spinner. They can't be ultra thin. They've got to have some heft to them. Just like you, you, uh, Paul, you were in in uh, uh, Germany. You studied yes. there, so they got to have a little bit of heft. All right, our guest is Paul Rutherford, master brewer of Zydeco Brewworks, Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers. Paul, let me ask you, what is the correct temperature to serve beer? Um, I guess everyone has different preferences and different, um, you know, for different beers. Um, for us, you know, across the board at the bar, 40, 40 degrees seems to be right. Seem to make sense. Now in Germany, how do they usually consume it? That's a good question. I think maybe a little bit warmer. I think closer to 45 probably. And then in, in Britain, usually sometimes room temperature, correct? For Cascale, not room temperature no. as high as 55 degrees Okay. Um, for, for true Cascale. So, and, and I think when we think about beer, we want it to be cool and refreshing, especially mm-hmm. in the summer. So you definitely don't want it to be too warm. You don't want it to be like an icicle. But, you know, you want it to be coming out of the refrigerator. I guess the best term, cool and refreshing is Agreed. the way to go. All right, now... Let's talk about the draft beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, many beers just come in on, on tap, uh, draft. What's the difference between dra- beer served on draft and in bottle? Is there any difference? Um, there's a little bit of difference going through a, diff- you know, a separate process of packaging. You know, you know, and today, you know, the breweries that package have great quality control, but there is an extra level of risk there. Um, when it's on tap here, you know, everything here is served on draft, so it's pulled from the cooler about 70 feet away. So it's very fresh. You know, we're not packaging and sending anywhere. It's about freshness and maintaining the quality in-house. Right. Beer is not like uh, a bourbon or wine where you want it to age for 10, 15 years. No, it's a fragile thing. The fresher, the better. Absolutely. Well, let me give you a little hint of some of the beers we'll be sampling. We'll start off with the Yingling Golden Pilsner, then the Cigar City Brewing Oktoberfest Marzen, the Blah, Blah, Blah Double IPA from 21st Amendment Brewery in the People's Republic of California in San Francisco. Then we will be enjoying the, I believe it's called Eyinger Oktoberfest Marzen. Then we've got, uh, let's see, the Ridgeway Santa's Butt uh, Porter, the Winter Porter. Just the name alone, Santa's Butt. I said, I got to try that one. (laughs) Then we'll try some Stella Artois. From uh, the Great Divide Brewing Company, the Smoke Baltic Porter, we will sample that. And then some Corona from Mexico. And then from our good friends at Funky Buddha, the Sticky Treats, as well as the Key Lime Pie Ale. Much more coming your way. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have got to select a cigar that is going to pair nicely with the approximately 25 different beers that I'm going to sample during Cigar Oktoberfest Mega Tasting Maneuvers. So I need something that's going to go great with milder beers and medium and full, and I have selected the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes, part of the October 2018 Cigar Dave Officers Club selection in addition to the Bellas Artes. You also, if you remember, received the A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf, love that cigar, and the A.J. Fernandez San Lotano Requiem Maduro. But the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes inspired by the Belas Artes National Museum of Art in Cuba, which is where A.J. Fernandez is from originally. The Belas Artes, as I like to say, is a piece of fine art in and of itself. The wrapper on this Belas Artes is A.J. Fernandez's exclusive Rojita Nicaraguan wrapper. Colorado colored wrapper, light tan wrapper, very, very nice. Nicaraguan binder and filler. Just very smooth, delightful notes of cinnamon and cedar. Comes in four different sizes, a Robusto 5x52, a Short Churchill, which is what they're calling a 6x48, a Gordo, which is a Magnum 6.5x58, and the Toro, which is what I have selected, 6 inches in length, 54 ring gauge, or 54 64 of an inch in diameter. And suggested retail for these cigars going to be around uh, in the, I would say, $9, $10 category, but very, very pleasant cigar. Love the wrapper. A.J. Fernandez making such great cigars now that you've got a lot of the larger manufacturers. You've got Altadas General that have collaborated with A.J. Fernandez to create some very unique cigars and brands. Got tons of great tobacco down in Nicaragua's factory is absolutely off the charts. So, the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes, my cigar of choice today during Cigar Oktoberfest Mega Tasting Maneuvers. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, from the Cigar Dave R&D Labs, we call this the Mala. Make America light again, giant tank. 
got a huge, just a just feels big in the hand. This is for an alpha. This is not for a wussified beta. You got about enough uh, butane in here to light about three years worth of cigars at our calculation, theoretically. Theoretically, but that's what I will use today. Big giant SST type flame coming out of this beautiful lightation device. And that's actually what I will use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, here comes the cut. Perfect cut. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. Uh, you can hear that giant jet flame as we gently toast the foot of this cigar. And, Paul, I have given you a cigar as well, so feel yes. free to light up. Enjoy. Thank you so much. And, by the way, this cigar, I think, would pair very nicely. This is. You know, got some cinnamon notes, some sweetness. It's on the medium side. I'll tell you what, right with a Gold Club Lager, I think it's a nice pairing. And the next beer that we have in front of us, it looks to me like it could be a, an IPA or a lager. What is it? It is an RIPA, or House IPA, the Pablo IPA. All right, let me finish toasting and lighting my cigar here. And as I do that, tell me about this. IPA. All right, so we do a few hoppy beers here at Zydeco, but this is our, our house IPA that you will find on tap all the time. It is a classic West Coast IPA, golden in color, and, you know, bursting with those classic American hop variety aromas and flavors. So it has citra, um, Simcoe, and Centennial. So lots of tropical fruit, citrus, and pine, um, but not overly bitter. All right, this is called what, what again? Pablo. Pablo. Not, not Pablo Escobar, is it? Nope. <laughs> my name is Paul, Don't. and as you know, Jay Paul is my ah, partner. Ah, there you go. Pablo, <laughs> now I get it. Don Pablo. Okay, very good. So we'll say cheers on this one. Take a sip. Oh, this is nice. Thank you. You know what's interesting? It's still got some hoppiness on it, but you don't get it at the very back of the palate like you do the Gold Club Lager. Interesting. But definitely some... Citrusy, very bright, fresh notes. Very interesting. Again, different strengths, different tastes. It's amazing. Both look exactly the same they in do, color, yeah. but very, very nice. And mm, take a puff here. Very nice. Goes great. Mm, very pleasant. So the Pablo, a nice IPA. Now, Citra hops, when you talk about hops, what are the different characteristics of hops? Uh, we're talking Citra. Does that name because they are citrusy in taste? They are very citrus forward. Um, I like to think of hops almost as you think of, um, you know, grapes as a varietals in wine, um, you know, with these hoppy beers because, you know, basically you're, you're creating a blank canvas to, you know, to display all the hop flavors and aromas, aroma being one of them. Um, very citrus forward, some mango, some tropical fruit. And then tell me about the other hops. Um, Simcoe is very peachy, another classic American hop. Centennial is a very classic American hop. Um, if you've ever had Bell's Too Hearted, that's all Centennial hops. From um, it's, That has a, some pine and resinous character to it. It kind of balances out all the fruit. And where are they from? Um, they're all, all these hops are from the Pacific, uh, Pacific Northwest. Northwest, okay, yep. in the United States. Yakima Valley. All right, fantastic. So first up, we're going to try a brand beer. So the Yingling Golden Pilsner. Now... Yingling, known as America's oldest brewery, 
And this is the newest beer from D.G. Yingling and Son. They actually have a brewery here in the Cigar City of Tampa, the fo- former Anheuser-Busch yep. brewery right at uh, Bush Gardens. But they're, I think, from Pennsylvania originally. They are. I'm from Philadelphia, and I've been to their, their original brewery in Pottsville a few times. Gotcha. Uh, this is a highly, they call it a highly sessionable beer, their interpretation of an outstanding modern Pilsner. So what is a Pilsner? Pilsner is the most uh, popular beer style in the world, in my opinion, the best beer style. Um, it's, a, it's a balanced, golden, hoppy lager uh, with, with some, you know, really displaying some of the German uh, noble hops. So you get a little spicy, not the fruit character you get like some of the American varieties, but clean, dry, balanced, hoppy. Is Pilsner the number one beer style in Germany? That's a good question. Um, I think it depends where you're at in Germany. German okay. beers are very regional. But this is a traditional German style, the Pilsner. I, or is yeah. it Czech? Um, well, Czech was the original one. They were the original. And then Germans, you know, kind of, I don't want to say copied it, but made it their own. Well, you know what? This this is golden. The queue looks like the blondeliciousness on many fine Czech women. I will say that. We will say cheers. Take a sip here. Yeah, very clean. Mm-hmm. It's got that Pilsner, yep, that traditional Pilsner flavor. Not very hoppy. Get a little bit, almost almost like a yeasty taste on the palate. Did I think you, you taste you know the traditional Yingling yeast in the, in this beer for sure, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. They made it their own. Yeah, uh, and you do get kind of the sweetness from the Pilsner malt, the bready notes. Yep, breadiness exactly. Yep. You hit it right on the head. It's exactly what you kind of get on there. So Yingling Golden Pilsner, our number one, as we continue our Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers with Paul Rutherford Master Brewery at Zydeco Brewworks right here in the heart of the cigar, historical cigar-making area of Tampa, Ybor City. Next up, Paul, right down the street, not down the street, but about five miles as the crow flies, from Cigar City Brewing. And again, uh, Joey Redner, who we know very well, loves cigars. Tampa came up with Cigar City Brewing, and this is their Oktoberfest Marzen-style lager. So we've got a, lo- a-, a-, a lager. What is a Marzen-style? Um, the Marzen, you know, Oktoberfest style is, is characterized by a, a really deep malt character, usually a lot of Munich malt that gives you that deep bready note, some caramel malt there, a little bit of spiciness. Now this, uh, as I pour this, this almost has a reddish mm-hmm. golden hue to it. Light amber, yeah. Yeah. So the Marzen, uh, again, we would not consider, would we consider this to be a fuller bodied lager? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. We'll say cheers on that. Take a sip here. I like it. Really good. That is good. You know what? It's not as full-bodied to me as I think your Gold Club Lager. I'm not getting a lot of that um, almost uh, not bite but tanginess at the back of the palate. Okay. But it's very, very smooth. And what they say is with malt flavors of bread crust and herbaceous hop notes – Familiar to generations of revelers, our Marzen-style lager is full-bodied and complex, but finishes as smooth as a fresh pair of Lederhosen. <laughs> uh, I'm, I've worn Lederhosen. It's not that smooth to wear, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but this is a very, very nice beer. I believe this is a limited edition beer. Yeah. So we will try that. And let me just take a sip here. I'll take one more sip. That's delicious. Very nice. Very, very good. 
Yeah, this is this is very nice. I mean, this is now. Do you do you make a a Marzen style? We did. We did an Oktoberfest. It only lasted about two weeks here. That's it. <laughs> it went Gone. very quickly. Yeah. Now, how does how did Yerks compare uh, to this one? Um, had a lot of similarities. Ours was probably a little darker in color. Right. Um, you know, we had a deeper amber color, um, very red. Um, you know, we we had we had a big party. We had the Liedersteins in house and some German um, fair, and had a great time. Very nice. All right. Well, I next year I got to get in here, like right before, because two weeks gone. Yeah. Next year we'll make a double batch. We'll upstairs open. We'll have an even bigger party. Oh, upstairs will be open next year. Correct. Fantastic. All right. Well, we will. Uh, I'll be <laughs> in touch with you and Jay Paul. We'll make sure we we definitely get here. Fantastic. So so far we've enjoyed some very very nice beers. We started off with the Zydeco Brewers. And by the way, let's talk about for people that are coming visiting the Cigar City of Tampa uh, across the country. Great place to come here. You got a nice patio out here, cigar friendly. So ours. You're right on the heart of Seventh Avenue uh, here in Ebor City. Open seven days a week. Open seven days a week, 11.30 every day. Uh, weekdays, you know, we're generally open to volume, but I would say, you know, around 10 to 11. Um, on the weekends, open to about 1. Um, we have, you know, a Cajun-inspired kitchen. Kitchen's doing a great job. Shrimp and grits, boiled peanuts, muffaletta, gumbo. Um, in addition to the beer that we make in house, we do have a full bar. Uh, we have a whiskey list with over 65 different whiskeys. Got everything. And a you know, great come, location. We, we come, I'll tell you what, next September... For uh, National Bourbon Heritage Month, we'll come back here. Beautiful. You got everything. And by the way, what is your capacity here? How many beers at one time? Because I'm looking right through the glass here at the brewery. Mm. How many different beers can you brew at one time? We have six fermenters, and we generally have 12 beers on tap. Um, you know, And when we start harvesting um, some beers from our barrel room, which is right over there, um, and bottling oh, yeah. those, that'll kind of bolster our list a little bit. Fantastic. Paul Rutherford, Master Brewer, Zydeco Brewerks. Our special guest as we have moved Command Center Alpha for our Cigar Oktoberfest tasting maneuvers to Zydeco Brewworks in the heart of Ybor City in the Cigar City of Tampa. So we have sampled four beers, the Zydeco Brewworks Gold Club Lager, the Zydeco Brewworks Pablo, the Yingling Golden Pilsner, and the Cigar City Brewing Oktoberfest Mars and Lager. We've got much more coming uh, our way. Let's see. Next up, Sergeant Steve in front of me. And we'll do this when we come back from 21st Amendment Brewery in San Francisco. It's called Blah, Blah, Blah IPA. This is the kind of beer named after a nagging wife or nagging girlfriend. Blah, Blah, Blah. When you're done with her, you just open up the Blah, Blah, Blah IPA. And as we know, Anywhere this, the general is, and anywhere that our fellow alphas are, it is a no-nagging zone. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app. For Apple, Android, and Kindle devices, you can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave.
Gurkha has just launched three new cigars at the Cigar Day Valfo Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold. All three unique flavor profiles. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, more traditional, mild, and creamy cigar, typically found in many of the high-end Dominican cigars. Exquisite flavor, very velvety on the palate, featuring an Ecuadorian De Florida wrapper. The Gurkha Marquesa, very Cubanesque all the way around from flavor and packaging. With an earthy Sumatra wrapper, Gurkha Marquesa is a bold, well-balanced, medium-bodied, and spicy cigar. The Gurkha Ghost Gold, a little different than the regular Gurkha Ghost, more flavor, a little bit bolder, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Instead of a sweet flavor on the Gurkha Ghost, it's a more nutty and earthy Profile. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold. Three new cigars just launched by Gurkha. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. And it's an appropriate polka that we listen to because we are conducting our Cigar Oktoberfest Mega Tasting Maneuvers today on the Cigar Dave Show. We cap another year of Cigar Oktoberfest festivities. This year we come to you from Zydeco Brewworks in the heart of Ybor City, the traditional historic cigar-making area in the Cigar City of Tampa. Joining us, Paul Rutherford, Master Brewer, Zydeco Brewworks. Now, next up, we've got an interesting beer, Paul. Now, we believe, as alpha males, that our entire man cave is a no-nagging zone. There is no nagging whatsoever. So, consequently, if the wife, the girlfriend, any members of your harem starts to nag, our response is, this is a no-nag zone, and when they continue, we go, blah, blah, blah. And from 21st Amendment Brewery, as soon as I saw this blah, blah, blah IPA, I said, love the name. I don't care what's in it. I'm buying this. So here we have from uh, a San Francisco-based brewer, 21st Amendment Brewery, which uh, repealed uh, the uh, uh, prohibition. This is made in San Francisco. Now, this is a double IPA. This has got an IBU content of 65, so this is going to be a super hoppy beer. 
The flavor hops are Centennial, Mandarina Bavaria, Cascade, Equinox, Moteca, Mosaic, and Citra. And their dry hops are Citra, Mosaic, and Idaho 7 with Chinook bittering hops. I know you understand what that all means. Mm -hmm. So translate for us, please. Um, As sounds, I open this up. It sounds like it's chock full of flavorful hops. Lots of hops. Yeah. Well, with an IBU of 65, you know it's going to have some serious kick to it. So there you go. But I love the name. Blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. So we will say cheers on that one. Take a sip. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a mosaic of, uh, that is a mishmash of hops. That's a ton. There's just a lot of, a lot of uh, boldness to it. This is a fuller-flavored beer without any question. It's funny. 8% Eight, oh, alcohol by volume. It also says 0.528 wetness factor. Is that for the dames? <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer 100 on a scale of 100 for that factor, but that's kind of interesting, whatever a wetness factor is. 8% alcohol by volume, deep gold color. And what they say is that it is a jam pack with hop flavors and aromas, nine different hop varietals on top of late kettle boil additions. The beer has a juicy, hop-chewy flavor. And uh, it says IPAs are here to stay and blah, 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 in many ways is a tribute to their perseverance and popularity. So grab yourself a blah, 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 and celebrate this uh, plentiful style and hoppy indulgence. Now, it says pairs with fried chicken, sharp cheeses, carne asada, and great conversation. Uh, I would say that any food that's got some kick to it, because if you're going to have like a mild fish or stone crabs, this is going to drown them right yeah. out. Lobster, forget it. Mm. Big it's, greasy burger would probably work pretty well. Yeah, what's your thought on this? I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fairly well balanced for how much they got going on. Yeah, 8% alcohol, 65 bitterness units. But again, just the name alone. As soon as I saw it, blah, 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 got to love it. Now, next we're going to go from the People's Republic of California. We're going to go to... Deutschland. We're going to go to Ein Germany, Einger Private Brauerei. This is their Oktoberfest Marzen Authentic Bavarian Festival Festival Lager. So let me open this bad boy up here. If I can remember how this thing works here. Wait a minute. There. They make some incredible beers. Yep. And this this is a big one too, by the way. This is this is one pint. Whoops. There we go. We've got some definite foamy head on that one. All right, we'll pour that. That is a giant. Now, let's uh, talk about that momentarily on this particular beer because I do have some information on it. Bavarians have been celebrating the harvest with beer festivals since before the 1400s. Marzen is brewed in March to be ready for the September and October beer festivals for Oktoberfest. So, let's say cheers on that. Definitely has a very rich amber golden color. A little malt on the nose, very bread-like flavor, aroma. Let's take a sip. Mm, it's pretty good. Delicious. It's pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah, they say medium to big body, but I don't think so at all. It goes down so easy. It really does. Got that honey caramel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Almost a softness to it, mm -hmm. if you will. I didn't see, what is the, okay, 5.8% uh, alcohol by volume, and the IBU is 21 and uh, they follow the strict Reins. you got to say it again for me. The Reinhundskabut. Reinhundskabut. 
Water, barley, malt, hops, yeast. That's it. That's it. That's it. Take another sip on this. Mm. Mm. Very nice. All right, now we're going to do something a little bit on the fun side here. One of the tasting methods that I use, selection methods of what beer that I should get, what beer I should grab, if I see a cool label or a funny name or something that grabs my attention, I buy it. Well, I found this one called Santa's Butt Winter Porter from Ridgeway Brewing. And uh, they said it couldn't be done, but they did it. Santa's Butt. I'll tell you what, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to tease you all because I just enjoy saying Santa's Butt. So hang on, this comes to us from England. Mick the Brit should probably know about, uh, know, should know about this beer. Santa's Butt, that'll be the first beer that we will lead off hour number two as we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest mega tasting maneuvers. Hour number one is in the history books. Hour number two still ahead. When we come back, we'll tell you how Anheuser-Busch, being a great corporate citizen around all these hurricanes, what they are doing. And also, you probably heard, big crisis. There's going to be climate change leading to hops and the cost of beer. We'll debunk that as we continue our number two cigar tasting maneuvers from Zydeco Brewworks in the Cigar City of Tampa comes your way next. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. From Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. Well, we sampled for the first hour. We got through, I think, seven or so fantastic beers. Actually, more than that. I think we hit ten beers in hour number one for our Cigar Oktoberfest mega tasting maneuvers. But we are going to up the bar as alpha males. We are not going to just rest on our laurels and say, great, we did 10 in one hour. And we're going to up that because I'm counting 3, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, probably about 14 this hour, 15 we can hit. The end of October marks the end of Cigar Oktoberfest. So September, we had National Bourbon Heritage Month. October Cigar Oktoberfest, hard to believe, right around the corner. November, gobble, gobble, Thanksgiving. The year has flown by, and this hour shall, too, on The Cigar Dave Show. And we welcome you back from our Ford Theater of Operations. Command Center Alpha has moved from our cushy, plush, secretive location in the Cigar City Tampa Theater of Operations. We have moved to Ybor City, where in the late 1800s, Vicente Martinez Ybor brought the cigar industry, first from Cuba to Key West, then Key West to Tampa, a city of only 5,000, a swampland marshy, and he turned this city around. And the reason Tampa has exploded in the 21st century goes all the way back to the late 1800s and Vicente Martinez Ebor. We are front and center at Zydeco Brewworks. 
which is a fabulous uh, brew pub with, I call it a gastric brew pub. Great food, obviously got the Cajun theme, incredible beers, a dozen beers on tap that they brew right here at Zydeco Brewworks. And we want to thank our great host, J. Paul Pepin, the uh, proprietor, and Paul Rutherford, the master brewer. And Paul, we hit a lot of beers in hour number one, but as a fellow alpha, we're going to up it for hour number two. Let's do it. No wussified betas here. Now, we tease the end of first hour. I said there's a beer called Santa's Butt Winter Porter. Now, when I was looking around for beers to select for this year's Cigar Oktoberfest Beer Tasting Maneuver Edition of the Cigar Dave Show, I said, all right, it's got to meet several criteria, either a beer, a style that I'm looking for, or some brand that I just have been you know, out on the prowl for, or there's a unique name, something catchy on the mm-hmm. label. And that's really what my only criteria was for this. And I've done this now for about 17 years, and the criteria works. I see a label. That's how I found uh, Hebrew uh, beer. Mm-hmm. And they make great stuff. Mm-hmm. We had a cool pastrami beer last week that was off the charts. So I see the Santa's Butt Winter Porter. It is from Ridgeway Brewing in England. And on the side, it says, this special holiday porter is made for winter, rich and warming the way they like it at the North Pole. It was inspired by this famous line from a well-known children's storybook, and Santa sat on his great butt enjoying a hearty brew. And we shall, even though it's not winter, you never know it. I mean, it's like uh, still summer here in the Cigar City, but many parts of the country starting to get a little chilly, so we're going to open this up. And it says, uh, let's see, water, uh, barley, uh, actually got different uh, languages in here. So it says, one of our range of very special Christmas beers brewed in England for the USA. We all know, of course, that Santa's really from Lapland. Okay, whatever they say. Now, this, again, is a porter. So let's talk about what a porter is. Uh, porter is definitely a dark, roasty ale. Usually has some um, chocolate and nutty notes. Yep, this is, I mean, pitch black. Yep. We'll say cheers on this. I mean, this looks like a glass of espresso. Yep. Take a sip. This is very, very tame. Pretty good. I mean, IBUs, it's like a four. There is no bitterness to it. It's very, very smooth. And it's 6% alcohol by volume. But you'd never know it. It just doesn't. Just very smooth. It's almost, I hate to say this, it's almost a little pedestrian. It's like a little mundane. I think it's, uh, it's, it's more of a classic style porter, I think. Yeah, they also make some other beers called uh, Bad Elf. They've got the Black Elf, uh, Very Bad Elf, Seriously Bad Elf, Criminally Bad Elf, Insanely Bad Elf, uh, Lump elf. of Coal, Santa's Butt, which, uh, again, just made for winter. It says rich and warming. Now, I'll tell you what would probably be interesting on this. If you warm this beer up, Serve that, or maybe put a little bit of dollop uh, of this in some warm coffee. That could work. You know, or if you've got a little sore throat or a little sniffles, you warm this up. Take another taste here. Yeah, it's just nothing, uh, you know, nothing nothing overly crazy. I mean, it's just... Not as crazy as a name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, overall, relatively pleasant. Uh, would I go and buy this and consume this on a regular basis? No. But is it worth it to say, hey, we tried Santa's butt. Why not? Winter Porter? The answer is absolutely. Fantastic. All right, so we have got that. Now, next up, we're going to go to 
a beer that is from Belgium, Stella Artois, premium lager beer. It is a name that is pretty well known. I mean, this is a very popular beer, been brewing for a long time. So tell us about what you know about Stella Artois. Um, Well, I visited the brewery many years ago. This is when I was in school in Europe. I know it's a classic, um, you know, European lager, you know, well-loved by many people across the world. I haven't had one for a while, truthfully. All right, well, let's open it up. Let's give it a try. You can never go wrong. Let's see here. We'll open that bad boy up. I think they're marketing. Every time I see one of their posters, I want to drink one. They do uh, a yeah. great job with their marketing. Very smooth. I mean, on the nose, nothing special. We'll say cheers on that. There we go. We'll hit that, and we'll take a sip. Yeah, it's a, it's a regular lager. I mean, again, this is... For the craft beer enthusiasts, they mm-hmm. will be disappointed in this beer. For the average beer drinker in the United States that maybe wants something a little bit more flavorful than a Bud or a Coors mm-hmm. or a Miller uh, and an imported beer, this would be it. Uh, but again, this is not going to be something where you're going to say, man, a lot of hoppiness, a lot of bitterness, a lot of flavor complexity. You're just not going to say that. Mm. But these are, these are the most popular beers in the world. They still sell more than anyone else. And again... When it's hot in the summer, this is the kind of thing I want a nice, cool, refreshing beer. Yeah. This is kind of it. So, very nice. I'll take another sip of this. You know, it's funny, Paul, because as we taste some of these other beers that have a variety of hops that have a higher alcohol content, some complexity, the higher uh, international bitterness units, when you go to a regular lager, it almost is uh, relatively flat in terms of taste. Yeah, your t- taste buds are kind of shocked. You get all this flavor and right. this intense, and you go back to that, you're like, huh. Like, where, what <laughs> happened? I mean, okay, that's it? Like, I need more. All right, well, next up, I picked this up. Now, this is a real big bottle. This is 1.6 ounces, 650 milliliters. And this particular beer is from the Great Divide Brewing Company. In Denver. In Denver, Colorado, established 1994. This is their smoked Baltic Porter. This is a very interesting smoked Baltic porter, and the it's a dark uh, porter, which is a log, dark lager. Gets its special twist from a hefty edition of Bamberg smoked malt. Tell us about Bamberg smoked malt. Um, so it's traditional to to Bamberg, which is a beautiful city in Germany, and the company that is made made it very popular is Weirmann Malting, um, and it, it tastes a. Uh, a bit like, you know, it's Beechwood chips, which they use for smoking bacon. So wait, wait, I hear Budweiser used to say Beechwood age for that cool, for uh, a yep. clean, crisp taste. <laughs> you don't taste it as much in the Budweiser beer. I think we will taste right. it in this one. Again, this is dark. This looks, this almost, again, like dark coffee, almost yeah. a dark espresso. I'm looking forward to trying this one. Okay. And again, this is the Smoke Baltic Porter from Great Divide Brewing in Colorado. We'll say cheers on this one. Interesting aroma. Mm, not crazy on it. I mean, not not crazy like over you know overly flavorful, but uh, it's pretty. It's nice. Yeah, you get that smoke character. A little bit of front. smokiness, yeah. but it's not like you're gonna be like walking into a you know a, a, a grilling like into a wood smoker where you're gonna be overwhelmed. Take another sip here. It was really good with smoked food. You have some, mm. some smoked sausage or smoked meat yeah. with this. It would be incredible. This actually has some sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. 
This is very pleasant. I mean, this is a very unique, again, comes in a I can't remember what I paid for this thing. I'm sure but, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Now, let's do this. As we uh, savor our smoke Baltic Porter from Great Divide Brewing, I do want to bring up a couple of items. You know, we've talked about Budweiser and we've talked about Anheuser-Busch and, and how, and, and they've actually, in addition to making their own beers, they've actually, if you can't beat them, join them, they've actually purchased a number of craft brewers across the country. Yes, and they're trying to Right. They're trying to keep them separate. But the real craft brew enthusiasts have caught on to it, and they've got kind of an issue with it. But they always worry, well, will the big company come in and try to screw things up? In some cases, they don't. In some cases, they do. But I do want to call out Anheuser-Busch when they certainly do uh, works that, are, that should be commended. And the Anheuser-Busch Brewery in Cartersville, Georgia, announced uh, earlier this week that they paused beer production in order to help those in need from several nat uh, natural disasters across the country. And what they do uh, through several of their breweries is they actually stop the production line from bottling or canning beer into just canning water. And they use this for the, the Red Cross uh, and Anheuser-Busch have worked together when there's a hurricane, there's uh, fires, any natural disaster. Anheuser-Busch uh, has a, a huge stock of canned water available and mm -hmm. they ship it to where it needs to go. Bill Bradley, the VP of Community Affairs at Anheuser-Busch said, recent donations to disaster relief efforts have depleted our inventory of emergency drinking water. We need to be ready to help next time the Red Cross requests our assistance. We've made a commitment to be there for American communities in times of need, and we're following through on that promise. The brewery has changed over lines from beer production to canned drinking water to send to victims affected by the California wildfires, by Hurricanes Florence, Hurricane Michael. And I noticed that I did see in the Florida panhandle uh, on one of the TV shots, they actually showed these cans, and it says drinking water on the side, and it's got the Anheuser-Busch logo. And the water held at the Cartersville Brewery will be shipped at a moment's notice once the brewer receives a request from their longstanding partner, the American Red Cross. And they also introduced canning ability to their Fort Collins, Colorado Brewery uh, last month. So doubling their production capacity, enabling Anheuser-Busch to more quickly help communities uh, in need. So since 1988, interesting fact, going back to when the Bush family mm -hmm. still ran Anheuser-Busch, they have provided nearly 80 million cans of water to U.S. communities affected by natural disasters nationwide. Wow. Yeah, that's really incredible. So I definitely have to give a long-ash snappy salute to uh, Anheuser-Busch because when there is a natural disaster for them to stop making beer, mm -hmm. canning beer, and to, to put water in there, and people don't realize... You know, you got to get water, and uh, when you look at the devastation that occurred in Panama City and the Panhandle, just uh, unbelievable. You see people's houses just decimated, and I know I was listening to uh, radio stations up there uh, online, and literally people were saying, hey, I know this convenience store just opened up. They've got enough water for probably an hour, or this store has mm -hmm. gas, or they just got electricity back, or they're running on generator for a few hours. It really is incredible. Sometimes the very basic necessities like water can be uh, life-saving. So hats off to Anheuser-Busch. All right, when we come back, we will go from, let's see, well, the last beer we had was from Colorado. So the smoked Baltic The smoked porter. Baltic. Now yeah. we're going to go to Mexico. So we come back, some Corona Extra. We'll go to Mexico. Then we'll come back to the Sunshine State and sample a couple of uh, some cool brews from Funky Bruda Brew.
Brewing, our good friends uh, who've done a number of events with us. So we will get to that as Cigar Oktoberfest mega tasting maneuvers continue front and center. The October selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is an A.J. Fernandez sampler. Featuring the Enclave Broadleaf, this bold blend is accentuated by an earthy, full-flavored select Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper and fillers from Nicaragua. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. Well, next week as we start November Alpha Male Pleasure Broadcast Maneuvers and we have finally concluded Cigar Oktoberfest Maneuvers, there's a couple of items that I will get to that I will preview for you right now. First up, there's a big tradition between Tennessee and Alabama when the two teams play each other whereby the winner gets to light up cigars. Big tradition that goes back to 1961 when the trainer for the Alabama Crimson Tide at the time passed out cigars after Bama beat the Vols 34-3. Well, the editor of the Knoxville News had a big op-ed piece earlier this week saying, time to put an end to the stupid Tennessee-Alabama cigar-smoking tradition. And of course, does not use any correct facts. So next week, I'm going to rip it and pick it apart. Also, we've talked about the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of plastic, the enemies of straws. Delta Airlines announced they will ditch plastic straws and stirs on board next year. So we'll get into that. This crazy hysteria about using plastic, whether it's straws or utensils, all in the name of saving the oceans because supposedly there's all this plastic being dumped in the ocean that was fabricated by a kid that was doing a report came up with some nonsensical number that has no basis in fact that like 10 million pounds every day is uh, is thrown into the ocean so we'll get into that next week and also brown university is providing programs now for unlearning toxic masculinity claiming that doing so will lead males to having longer lifespans and committing less sexual assault. See, here's what's going on now. The enemies of men. The war on men now believes, especially these feminists, they have become so radicalized that they believe that from the time a baby boy comes out of the mother's womb, they are born sexual predators. This is the nonsense that we're seeing, this radical feminism. So we'll get to that next week as we start off November here on the Cigar Dave Show. Finally, if you are a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, the October 2018 selection, the A.J. Fernandez Sampler, featuring the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes, the A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf, and the A.J. Fernandez San Lotano Requiem Maduro should be in your hands. I am smoking the Bellas Artes today during Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers. If you are not a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club, get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped to you. Three cigars every month in a Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch, $22.95. Go to CigarDave.com and become a member. That's CigarDave.com to become a member of the Cigar Dave Officers Club.
Break out the Lederhosen for Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting maneuvers. With a giant stein in hand, here's the global alpha male, Cigar Dave. All right, we have sampled, let me see, three, six, uh, seven, well, probably about uh, 12 beers so far, and we've got a ton left in the uh, remainder of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. And I want to remind you that if you would like to follow along, or let's say you would like uh, to go into your favorite beer store, wine store, liquor store, and pick up some of the beers that we're talking about. And many stores now have a huge selection of individual beers by the bottle. You're seeing many of the, the uh, what I call like the category killers, the big stores, even some convenience stores and supermarkets are starting to do that. Go to CigarDave.com. We have a PDF with pictures and descriptions of all the beers that we have been sampling. And uh, follow us along on social media. Go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and any other social media platform that may come around. And uh, it's always interesting. I've, I've come up with a new rule for social media, especially on Twitter, and dealing with people that reply to any of my tweets. If it doesn't add to my health, wealth, or wisdom, then I automatically delete and I automatically block. Because if it does not add to any of those aforementioned items, it is a waste of my time. So again, a tweet must, when I read it or reply to it, or if you reply to mine, it must uh, improve my health, wealth, or my wisdom, and if not, Adios, mofos, and I had to do a few of that to some people that literally are so stupid, and it's amazing what side of a political aisle sometimes they will come from when you give them a story saying, here is a story, here is fact, and they're like, no, that's not true. Okay, even though there are public records of who donated what to different campaigns. Never fails and ceases to amaze me. All right, next up, we are going to go to Mexico. And by the way, there were no illegal aliens used in the production of today's special Cigar Oktoberfest mega-tasting edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Paul Rutherford, master brewer, Zydeco Brewerks, joins us again. All right, Paul, Corona Extra. I mean, we're talking like as vanilla as they come. <laughs> and, and even on their own website, I got a kick out of what they said for their cervezas. It said, with a refreshing, smooth taste balance between heavier European imports and lighter domestic beer, Corona is an even-keeled cerveza with fruity honey aromas and a touch of malt. Now, the European beers we had, if those are heavy, I would hate to see what mild are. So here's a Corona Extra and a little footnote. I did open one up last night just to take a sip because it's been a while. It's been a while for me, too. Yeah, and again, this is famous. You see people on the beach. They put the little uh, the lime in there. All right, we'll say cheers on that. Take a sip. Uh, like no flavor, very bland. 3.6% alcohol by weight, 4.6% alcohol by volume. Again, this would I, Mexico equals mundane beer. I just am not getting it. Is it do, doing anything for you? Um, you know, it's light. Um, it, it is what it is, is what I expect from Corona. Look, if you are listening and you want, you're not a big beer drinker, you want something mild, something cool, refreshing, something different, buy a Corona. Put the lime in there, go to town. It's like you're on vacation. But if you really want something that's going to pair with bolder-flavored cigars or meals, Corona is not it. All right, when we come back, we're going to go from Mexico 
to Florida, our home state. We're going to visit Funky Buddha Brewery because I've got two beers, some unique flavored beers that we are going to sample. Their Funky Buddha Key Lime Pie and the Funky Buddha Sticky Treats. Cannot wait. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Gurkha has just launched three new cigars at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold. All three unique flavor profiles. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, more traditional, mild, and creamy cigar, typically found in many of the high-end Dominican cigars. Exquisite flavor, very velvety on the palate, featuring an Ecuadorian De Florida wrapper. The Gurkha Marquesa, very Cuban-esque all the way around from flavor and packaging with an earthy Sumatra wrapper. Gurkha Marquesa is a bold, well-balanced, medium-bodied, and spicy cigar. The Gurkha Ghost Gold, a little different than the regular Gurkha Ghost, more flavor, a little bit bolder, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Instead of a sweet flavor on the Gurkha Ghost, it's a more nutty and earthy profile. The Gurkha Chateau Privé, the Gurkha Marquesa, and Gurkha Ghost Gold, three new cigars just launched by Gurkha. When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electro Well, Halloween is around the corner As we end Cigar Oktoberfest in the month of October So, when you think of October, you think of fall What do you think of? You think of Halloween, you think of pumpkins So we're going to go, before we go to Funky Buddha Brewing in Florida We are going to Salt Lake City, Utah and we are going to try the Uinta Brewings Pumpkin, P-U-N-K apostrophe N, their Harvest Pumpkin Ale. It is a fall seasonal. They call it a sessionable pumpkin ale brewed with real pumpkin, a spice medley of nutmeg, cinnamon, and allspice. 24 on the IBU, 4% alcohol by volume, so we'll pour this. And we're rejoined front and center. By the master brewer of Zydeco Brewworks, Paul Rutherford. And, Paul, we've seen an explosion of pumpkin-type beers uh, over the last number of years. You think of uh, just all the breweries in the Northeast, Sam Adams that started uh, there, and just so many other southern-tier brewing makes a very famous pumpkin. But we're seeing this now in mass. Pretty much every brewery comes out with yeah. it. Yeah. Question is, does Zydeco Brewworks come out with a pumpkin beer? They they don't and they won't. I'm not a fan of the style. Not a fan. All yeah. right. Well, you can definitely smell the sweetness on here. We'll say cheers on that. 
It's got some sweetness. I don't see any bitter 24 on the IBUs. I'm getting no bitterness whatsoever. It's got a nice orange uh, amber color to it. And by the way, one of the cool things <clears throat> is that when you buy this, you know, they don't have a six-pack. Normally, you buy a six-pack. Uh, you know, beer comes in a six-pack. But for Uinta, especially for Utah, it comes in a 12-pack, one for you and 11 for your 11 wives. <laughs> so it works, it works out great. But this actually, you know what? This is a pleasant beer. Pretty balanced, not yeah. over the top. Mm-hmm. What's incredible, you really get that cinnamon and, uh, and the nutmeg and the allspice on here. All right, so now we're going to go from Utah. Now, this is interesting. Paul, you're familiar with Funky Buddha Brewing I down am. in South Florida. They have really, in a short time, come on the map. We had them at our Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line as our featured beer last February. They were great to deal with. We had them on for Cigar Oktoberfest, and I said, love your beer. Got to get you involved. They came up, loved the event. And there are two beers that I want to sample today that I picked up that I've been on the lookout for. One relatively new. It is the Funky Buddha Sticky Treats. It's blonde ale with vanilla. And the second is Funky Buddha Key Lime Pie Flavored Tart Ale. And when you think of Florida, you think of Key Lime Pie. Mm -hmm. Stone Crab's Key Lime Pie. It's very interesting because Funky Buddha was bought by Constellation Brands yep. about a year and a half or so ago. Nobody knows the sale price, but I think it's interesting when you got a giant like Constellation coming in and snapping up a craft bur you know, brewery. So, very interesting. All right, so let's open the Funky... Have you had the Sticky Treats before? I have not. Well, I'll tell you, just looking at this thing, my mouth is kind of watering here. So, again, it's got a very light, almost a straw pale yellow to it, which is kind of interesting. We'll say cheers, see if I can smell the vanilla. Not as sticky treatish as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, it is a, a rice blonde ale brewed with plenty of sticky vanilla. It says a taste that's not unlike your favorite rice cereal and marshmallow snack. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. I mean, I love their stuff. They have some other beers that are just incredible. I'm trying to remember the one that I bought I'll have to figure out what, uh, I'm trying to remember what I bought last year. Uh, wait, I want to find out here the small batch. Let me see if that was it. Nope. There is one in their limited edition. Nope. Wait, I'm going to find it because it was a beer that just was so off the charts that I ended up buying, uh, oh, some of their maple bacon coffee porter. Yep. That, I, that was one of them that I bought, but there's another one here. Oh, here it is, the sweet potato casserole. Now, they say it's on vacation. It's on hiatus now, but mm -hmm. that is phenomenal. Let me take another sip of the sticky treats. Mm. Yeah, I'm not getting the Rice Krispie treats. All right, now we're going to try the key lime pie. Helps if I open up the, the beer first. All right, we'll open that up. Comes in the bottle. Again, this has uh, almost a golden hue to it. Now, when we think of key lime pie, got lime, got some tartness, some sweetness. All right, we'll say cheers on this one. Now, that's got some interesting flavor characteristics. That's pretty, yeah, yeah pretty nice. It's got, I'm getting the tartness, a mm -hmm. little bit of that lime tartness, not as much sweetness, but I'm getting it. It's almost like a sweet tart yeah. at the very end, at the, towards the back of the tongue and the back of the palate. Yeah. Very interesting. What do you think? I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's tart. You get that little lime and then almost a graham cracker essence in the yeah. finish. Exactly. And again, Funky Buddha, you know, it's interesting because they've done things that are kind of different, and I think... 
that if you're going to be a craft brewer today, you got to do things that are certainly different than everyone else. And they've come up with some interesting flavors. I was talking about that sweet potato casserole. They've got a blueberry cobbler ale. They've got another one called French Toast. They have more Moro Blood Orange IPA also on vacation. But their big beers down here now is their Pineapple Beach, their Hopgun IPA, and their Florida Hefeweizen. Okay. And I don't know if you know if the Pineapple Beach is very good, but their Florida Hefeweizen is off the charts. Very, very smooth. All right, now next up we're going to go to Southern Tier Brewing down just about uh, 60 miles south of Buffalo. I had the privilege of visiting Southern Tier Brewery and Southern Tier Distilling last year, last uh, August, and we had them on for Cigar Oktoberfest. This is their Pilsner German-style lager brew with hops and malts imported from Germany. They're in Lakewood, New York. Interesting, big success story. They were bought by a, a, a financial group that is starting to buy some various craft beers and, and run them more regionally. But Southern Tier has just exploded. And we're going to open this. This is in a can. Now, when we talk about a Pilsner German-style lager, one more time, Paul, tell us uh, what that defines, what that means. It's a very classic uh, beer style. You know, it's German golden um, dry, crisp lager, uh, with usually with some hop, noble hop focus. All right. It does have the noble hops. Now, this says it's 40 on the IBU scale, international bitterness unit. Dry finish the way a German Pilsner should. We'll take a sip. That's good. That's a yeah. nice beer. Yeah. You know, this reminds me of your Gold Club. It has some similarities. It has some similarities. Yeah. And that's got, got that flavor, got a little bit more of the hoppiness to it, mm -hmm. but still yet very smooth. This is nice. Yeah. This is a really good beer. I Again, this it. is Southern Tier Pilsner German Style Lager. Fantastic. All right? Mm. This is nice. Very I could smooth. I a few of those. Well, go ahead. I got the rest of the can. <laughs> Finish up. Go ahead. You're not going anywhere. Not a problem. Now, let's talk about, before we go into our next beer from Alaska, tell us uh, about some of the other beers that you have, Paul, mm -hmm. here at uh, Zydeco Brew Works. Uh, because we tried, we started with three. Yep. And we started off with the Gold Club, which really enjoyed. But what are some of your other big sellers that you're known for, the most um, popular ones? We do do a lot of classic German lagers. Um, so we have a premium, which is a, a lighter golden lager. We have our Easy Rider Red, which is the Vienna um, style. We do have a Pilsner on right now. It is a Keller Pils, unfiltered Pils. We call it All I Wanted Was a Pilsner, because that's usually what I like to now, drink. Now, when unfiltered, what does that mean? That means we leave the yeast in suspension. So classic Pilsners you see are very clear right. and brilliant. This is a little cloudy. Does it give it a different taste? It gives a little bit of different texture. Okay. It's a little creamier mouthfeel, not quite okay. as sharp as a filtered Pilsner. Gotcha. So I'm going to have you pick one beer that we're going to end the show with. Okay. So you got, uh, yeah, you probably got about uh, 20 minutes or so, 15 minutes to start thinking about that. So it's it's big. Okay. I mean, it's, this is big. We're going to end Cigar Oktoberfest. I mean, this is it for for the 2018 celebration. So we've got you got 12. We've already sampled three. You got to come up with one big hit. Now let's go to Alaska, the Alaskan Heritage Coffee Brown Ale brewed with coffee from Heritage Coffee Roasting Company. It's their pilot series, a limited edition specialty beer, 7% alcohol by volume, and I'm just looking at this, and this is actually brewed and bottled in Juneau, Alaska, and actually from the Alaskan Heritage Brewery, you can see Russia. 
right across, <laughs> right across the strait. I mean, you can see the Bering Strait. Their Boom. neighbors. It's right there, exactly. Uh, so anyway, this is called their fall seasonal, their Heritage Coffee Brown Ale. Big cocoa aroma, light earthy roasted and gourmet coffee notes. Now, this would mean a lot to you, Paul. Original gravity 1.071, mm-hmm. color 25 SRM. So original gravity is how much sugar it starts with. Okay. And that kind of gives you an idea how strong it's to be. SRM is, is a weird chart they have. I can't think of color numbers. It doesn't work that way for me, but that's kind of a standard way. Some well, what's interesting it. is this has the color of an ale, not a porter or stout, because yeah. it is an ale. It's a brown ale. So this has got, right, this is definitely a brown ale. We'll say cheers on that. The bitterness is 19 on the IBU. And they use English malted oats, English chocolate malt, pale malt roasted with coffee beans at Heritage Coffee Company, Cascade and Calypso hops, and additions of hand-picked Brazilian coffee. Take a sip. Interesting. That's really good. Yeah, very nice. I enjoyed that. No bitterness. Getting a little bit of that coffee, but not... It's like you're having a cup of uh, Dunkin' Mm. Donuts or Starbucks, but very, very nice. I'll take another sip here. Yeah. Mmm. This is unique. It's delicious. Yeah. I'm going to have that with some dessert. Well, I'm going to keep that entire bottle here for you because this is a uh, 650 milliliter bottle. So you got loads more to sample for go. everybody else. And then when we come back in the next final segment, we're going to go to Mississippi for some lazy magnolia. I got to say it right. I can't say lazy magnolia. I got to say it. Lazy magnolia, Mississippi's oldest brewery for some sweet potato cream stout. All we need is Miss Daisy to come in and and sample with us. Then we're going to go to Brazil for some Jingu Black Beer. Then we're going to go to uh, the Blue Moon Brewing Company, which is, where is Blue Moon Brewing Company? That is a good question. Wait a minute. In Golden, wait a minute. Oh, no. Colorado. Wait a minute. This could be an enemy. This could be Coors Disguise. Coors owns Blue Moon. They own Blue Moon. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. (laughs) See how they did that? Then we're going to uh, have some Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And then we're going to have the Askefen Breda Ale, which is a collaboration with New Belgium Brewing. And then, Paul, you are going to wrap it up with one selection from Zydeco Brewworks, one of the 12 beers that are on tap. So I know you've been hard at work thinking about that. The final and concluding segment of this Cigar Oktoberfest Mega Tasting Maneuver Edition of the Cigar Dave Show from Zydeco Brewworks in Ybor City comes your way next. This month's Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is a sampler from A.J. Fernandez featuring San Latano Requiem Maduro. This cigar's rich, chocolatey, slightly sweet, and creamy flavors are delivered through layers of thick, flavorful nuances. Get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club today. Get details at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Cigar connoisseurs love expanding their palate taste profile horizons. The best way to do that is to join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, where every month you will get fabulous cigars shipped directly to you. For October 2018, we are featuring the A.J. Fernandez Sampler. Three magnificent cigars from A.J. Fernandez, rolling great cigars in his huge Nicaraguan factory. First, the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes. A beautiful, smooth, delightful, rich cigar featuring a Rojita Nicaraguan wrapper. Then we've got the A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. It is loaded with power, no trace of harshness, but lots of spiciness. Finally, the A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Maduro featuring a Mexican San Andrean Maron wrapper. Just an amalgamation of chocolate, light sweetness, and creaminess. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club and get cigars like the A.J. Fernandez Sampler. Go to CigarDave.com, $22.95 per month, and join now. While Oktoberfest in Munich may only run 18 days, we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest all month long with more beer samplings. It's the General Cigar Dave. We've got six beers to go, total of about 24 we're going to be sampling today. Real quickly here, there was all the news, uh, uh, network newscasts, you saw it on cable news, newspapers, big headlines, beer crisis, your cost of your beer is going to double, triple, quadruple because of climate change. Well, once again, they never did any analysis. This, was, this all stems from an article in theconversation.com where they gathered a team of scientists from China, the U.K., and the U.S. to assess different weather conditions and what would happen to barley if there was extreme drought and heat during the growing season. And, of course, they came up and said if that happens, there's going to be a decline in yields and the price could go up and consumption could go down. And they gave these crazy figures. But, again, they don't provide the, the data behind it, how they figured this out. But, once again, all the, uh, the lamestream media reports this and doesn't do any analysis or facts-checking. And, of course, people start saying, oh, my God, the cost of our beer is going to quadruple because of climate change. No, it's not. Not so fast. So I wanted to point that out. Now, let's uh, uh, finish up our remaining beers here. We're going to start off with Lazy Magnolia in Mississippi, in Kim, Mississippi, Mississippi's oldest brewery. This is their sweet potato cream stout, the ideal sweet southern stout. I'll tell you, just looking at this thing, it says it's got notes of ice cream, pastries, steak, ribs. Got me on all four of them. I'm good to go. Boy, this thing, I mean, this, this is like deep, dark black. This isn't even like espresso color. This thing is, I mean, this is like, like motor oil. This, yeah, this pretty, is this is unbelievable. We'll say cheers on that. Take a uh, taste. 
It's sweet, but not that sweet. I'm not getting a lot of the sweet well, potato. I don't know where they got that. Kind of syrupy. Yeah, it is kind of syrupy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, not bad. But would I? Uh, does this remind me of sweet potato? No way. I would say the funky Buddha far better. I'll take another sip. All right. Next up, we're going to go from Mississippi to Brazil. We are going to go to the Shingu Black Beer. Shingu Brewing, one of the original craft beers in Brazil. Shingu is named after the Shingu River. It's spelled X-I-N-G-U, a tributary of the great Amazon River, and they opened the way for the beer revolution taking place in Brazil, pioneering the craft beer segment in 1988, and we've got their black beer. So we will try this. And again, this is a dark-looking beer. I mean, again, looks like a porter or a stout. We'll say cheers on this. Give it a try. This is good. This actually has some sweetness to it. Mm. This is pretty impressive. It's won, <coughs> won some big medals. Tastes like a lager. It does kind of taste like a lager, but it's got that uh, that dark. They say smooth as silk, and it really mm. is. That's nice. Mm. This is very pleasant. So Shingu, X-I-N-G-U. I, I like that. That is a very, very pleasant beer. Now, mm-hmm. what, would, what do we say? The, the large breweries, Anheuser-Busch, Miller, Coors, they can't beat them, join them. So they've joined the craft revolution, but this is kind of unique. Coors created Blue Moon Brewing Company in uh, Colorado, Golden, Colorado. I think this is actually brewed by Coors straight up, but they're trying to make it like it's a craft beer. And this is brewed, this is their Harvest Pumpkin Ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. Paul, I know you're not going to like this. <laughs> you're probably And right. I should mention, Paul Rutherford, Master Brewer, Zydeco Brewerks, our uh, guest this entire show. We'll say cheers on that. Take a sip of this. I like this. Got a little sweetness to it. It, it, it tastes like autumn. It's balanced. It's a lot of clove, but it's not. It does have a lot yeah, of clove. But it's but, not overwhelming. Yeah, this is kind of a cool beer. I mean, for people that aren't big beer drinkers, this would be nice. No question about it. Now... We're going to move to Samuel Adams. Sam Adams, Oktoberfest. They call it a heart, hearty, and smooth Marzen. And again, one more time, Paul, tell us what a Marzen is. Marzen is a, generally a full-bodied, multi-German uh, lager. And when you look at this, this the color on this is, uh, this has got a real deep, it's almost like a red ale. Mm-hmm. All right, but we'll take a sip here. It's good beer. Very good. Very pleasant. Very pleasant. It's available seasonally from August until November. 5.3% alcohol by volume, 16 on the International Bitterness Unit Scale. Deep red amber. This is pleasant. I like this. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. And we've tried a lot of Marsins today and uh, some Pilsners. And, again, those are the roots of really where beer started, Mm -hmm. before the ales and the lagers. Yeah. All right. Now, next up, this is an interesting beer here. This is from Brewery Vivant. Now, this is uh, found throughout Michigan, Massachusetts, but this is a collaboration with New Belgium Brewing. It's called their Breda Ale. This is 9.25% alcohol by volume. And it says, when you put two lionfish in a bowl, they fight. When you put two brewers at the same table, they drink beer and become friends. So that's how the collaboration started. They used their house yeast for primary fermentation, then aged a wild west yeast called... Breta, Bretanomyces. Bretanomyces. All right. And another one, Bruxellensis. Am I close? Brux, 
something like that. Exactly. All right, <laughs> yeah. well, let's just open the damn beer and let's just drink it. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Oops. It's lively. Ooh, it is lively. Oops, got to be careful. Got, uh, got some beer spilled on the old phone here. Thank you. Don't want to do that in any way, shape, or form. So we will do that, and we will take a sip here. Now, again, this is a light-colored looking. It's brewed in Michigan. Although you're looking at it, you think it's brewed probably in Germany. Take a sip here. Wow. Expansive. This is good. Got some sweetness to it. Yeah. And some of that wild yeast character. Yeah. But not overwhelming. Mm. I got to tell you, this is my superior selection. Outstanding. Now, last up, Paul, from Zydeco Brew Works. You're going to wrap it up. What is it? All right. This is our all I wanted was a Pilsner. So it is a Keller Pils, which is an unfiltered Pilsner, all German Pilsner malt, and German Hollertau hops. Let's say cheers. And, Paul, I want to thank you, Paul Rutherford, Master thank Brewer, Zydeco Brew Works. Thank you for the hospitality. Cheers one more time. We'll take a sip of this. Oh, that is cool, refreshing. Got a little bit of hoppiness, but very smooth. Outstanding. Zydeco Brew Works, heart of Ybor City. Hope you enjoyed today's special mega Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting edition of the Cigar Dave Show. Can't believe the month of October is gone. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat for cigars. Trick or treat for spirits. Trick or treat for steaks. Trick or treat for dames. Bye-bye.